What up, clowns and cucks? Welcome to the Akira <laughs> episode of Watch From Mercury. This is a anime watch-along podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Maxim. I'm your host, Alex. And that would be our biker gang. It would be the cucks, but it would just be two of us. So <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like we'd think it was like an ironic joke, but no, it wouldn't be really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, some news. Jujutsu Kaisen. On a break, if you're listening to this episode, like, when I put it out, Jujutsu Kaisen returns tomorrow, uh, or two days from now. So we will be back on our regular scheduled bullshit right after this episode. But on our third off week, we are talking about the beloved anime movie and its associated manga, Akira. In the dub, they call it Akira, and it kind of drives me crazy. So I don't know if I've been saying it wrong forever. I've been I've been saying Akira since I actually saw it before. Then obviously you say Akira. I I don't. Once again, we are not Japanese speakers, folks. I'm no, calling no. it Akira because <laughs> that's what I've said my whole life, and that I'm is gonna, what it is. I'm gonna say Akira just so we balance out. Oh, <laughs> so we can't be all the way wrong either way. And if you want to yell at us about Akira, you can always join our Discord server by becoming a patron, patreon.com slash watchformercury. You get bonus episodes every month uh, where we watch a, for now, Gundam movie every month. Um, at a certain point, we will run out of Gundam movies because there are not that many. But we're reviewing those right now. Um, I also added a tier just for the Discord. It's cheap. And don't think about it as you're paying to be part of a Discord. Think about it as you're contributing to a show you love. Yeah, or you want to yell at us. (laughs) Yeah, and then you can yell at us in the Discord. You can literally tag my name, at Maxim, and then (laughs) say whatever you want to me, as Mm -hmm. long as it abides by our rules, okay? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which are reasonable and not horny. One of the rules is don't be horny. Yeah, one of the rules is don't be horny, because I'm sick of that. I joined some Gundam groups on Facebook, and my God, there is some real thirsty people in those. I I sent Maxim this week. Listeners, if you haven't, there's a Twitter thread about uh, how the shot of Salem Moss topless in, like, the Gundam second or third movie was totally meant just as, like, innocently trying to show, like, oh, it's just a woman living her life. She gets out of the tub and whatever. And it, the fucking world went crazy and it gave birth to fan service because dudes would sneak in there with cameras taking picture and then it just sort of fed on itself. And that now we have boobs, like, trying doing bullet time around <laughs> shotgun shells. It was like the, the tits heard around the world. It was crazy. Yeah, and... Man, we're in the worst timeline sometimes. But sometimes, yeah. When the first mobile suit, we talked about this before, the first mobile suit Gundam series when it got canceled, fans showed up in cosplay mm-hmm. at like the Bandai or Sunrise headquarters. One of the I forgot which one, but they were pro- they basically were having like a mini protest where they talked about how much they loved the show and they wanted the show to come back. And that was the first anime convention. Yeah. And a lot of anime people are like Gundam. That's for old people. And I'm like, is 29 <laughs> old? Hmm. 
And it's like, hey, you like those boobs in your anime? Well, you got fucking giant robots to thank, then. You show some respect to Gundam. Yeah. Are you enjoying uh, Armored Core 6 this week? Hmm. Maybe you should go uh, pay your dues and watch the <laughs> original Mobile Suit Gundam. And now be you like, this isn't that at all. Giant blocky robot have three emotions. Yeah. We liked it. <laughs> Anyway, guys, patreon.com slash watchfrommercury. Uh, also, if you got anything else you want to say, if you don't want to contribute to the show via Patreon, you can also just yell at us over regular stuff on watchfrommercury at gmail.com. Um, uh, anything about Akira, we're basically not going to read because it, it's a one-off episode. But when you have thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen, you can always hit us up there. Or if you have general thoughts on the show or general compliments because we love those yeah um yeah uh so i guess let's get into it so akira how you have you have seen akira before right before we decided to do this i saw it a couple years ago yeah okay what were your what were your impressions back then my first thoughts of akira were instantly you go holy shit this is this is better than a lot of animation now Mm -hmm. it's visually perfect and knowing that it was all hand-drawn. There is some CGI in it, but it looks better than CGI today in some places. Like, Mm -hmm. it was really impressive. And as I got into Act 2, I was like, the fuck is happening? And then by Act 3, I'm like, there's a glowing boy and everybody's screaming, it's over. So I was very kind of mixed on Akira in that I was like, it's a visual masterpiece, no doubt. If you say it's not, you're literally wrong. Mm -hmm. But as a script, it's like a C minus because I knew it was adapted from much more fleshed out material. Watching it again, I don't know if it's because I read some of the manga this time, like we both did to bring to this episode, or because I've watched a bunch of like Akira Explained that now I know, okay, this is what's going on at any given moment. But there's so much of this movie conveyed without dialogue that I think it actually kind of hurts it a little bit because I've heard people run into that same problem of when it gets to act two, you're not quite sure why anybody is doing Like, why does he want to go after Akira so bad? Is it to make his headache stop? Is it to stop the gaslighting of these little, uh, little psychic creeps? Like why is the, is becomes a MacGuffin without, a clear purpose but uh i think it having read the manga and seeing what it's trying to crunch it is kind of a good study i think in watching a bunch of individual decisions of alighting things going really well but them adding up to being not always the best decision because there's certain right. things i go oh joining these two scenes that's great oh they don't use the, the drugs in this whole thing we'll put a pill on the back of his jacket that looks really good. little things like that but then at the end of the day going yeah, but you kind of lost something in the messaging if I'm sitting here a little bit stupefied. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and for the listeners, um, Alex read the first volume of the manga, and we agreed we were going to do the first two volumes of the manga for this episode, but I got carried away and read four. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I agree. So when I watched Akira for the first time, I was not in my anime phase. This is like years and years post my anime phase, basically. And Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 are my favorite movies of all time. I love cyberpunk. I'm, it's best genre. And um, I read about Akira online, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it. That sounds this sounds dope. Like, and <laughs> Kanye West back when he was cool was like <laughs> pretty nasty mo- Kanye West. Yeah, he was like the best movie in the world is Akira, and I was like, I. 
I will admit, huge Kanye fan, okay? Not a Kanye fan anymore, but I was mm. huge. Yeezus era Kanye, Life of Pablo era Kanye, incredible. But, so I watched Akira, and I really enjoyed it, but I remember when the movie ended, I felt like, wait, that was it? Yeah, it kind of stops more than it ends, unless you know exactly what is going on, but like, yeah. it doesn't give you enough explanation of what's going on for it to feel like, oh shit, he became god of a new universe. It just sort of shows you weird shit and then it stops. Yeah, and so I was I was kind of left like feeling a little empty. I was like, okay, well I enjoyed the ride, but I did not I don't feel I don't feel full. Like it's exactly I, how I felt. And what happened, the reason why we're kind of doing this episode is that we were uh, my wife and I, we got to a movie theater in downtown Brooklyn um, early. We were out doing errands and we ran out of stuff to do. And we showed up at this movie and we were like an hour or two early. So I was like, oh, or my wife was like, let's go to the bookstore over here and like sit and read for a while. And it's like, okay. And then they, I saw they had the Akira on the shelf and I was like, whoa, I didn't know this was like a whole manga. Picked up the first volume crushed probably 75% of it in that one session. Like I was sucked in. And so when we decided to revisit this, I was already like two volumes into the manga by the time I had rewatched the movie. Now rewatching the movie, I was like this, like back then I couldn't appreciate the animation. If anything, the movie is, is just like a perfect vibe. Like, it's a very much vibe, yeah. It's a vibe. The story, what a mess. And one thing that I was, I found interesting is I did some re- reading up on like how these things were developed. The movie and the manga were both written simultaneously in parallel. So they're both huh. canon and they're both the official source material. Okay. But the, the manga was completed like later. So they pulled a 2001 A Space Odyssey, Asimov writing the screenplay and the novel at the same time. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Interesting. And it's directed by the same guy. Like, it's both his vision. Yep. yep. Huh. Okay. And so it, it is interesting because we're obviously, as anime fans, we are used to the manga having something happen and then the yep. anime having a watered down version of that or in like you know one piece's case an inflated version of that. yeah yeah where's the but, filler in akira i could have used a little yeah. bit <laughs> but i am really enjoyed enjoying reading akira it's fucking phenomenal and like what i love about it too is like the characters are just like all different than they are in the movie right in the movie kanada is just kind of a badass kid on a badass bike right mm-hmm. And granted, volume one is very much that way, but they also show Kanada's flaws in the He's manga. He's awful. He's everyone, everyone He's except shit. for everyone except for K. As far as I'm in, is a terror. Maybe maybe the other revolutionaries. All the all the main players are horrible people. Kanada yeah. will fucking impregnate you and gaslight you about it and then leave after he's used you. He's a monster. Yeah. He's a terrible <laughs> and Tetsu is really he's worse in the I would argue everyone is worse in the manga. They're yes. also more interesting, but they are worse in ways that sort of almost make you go did they need to make that but I think they make all the 
choices work enough that it doesn't feel edgelordy but i feel like if it was written by with less skill it would feel like okay did we need that pregnancy side story but like yeah. it works because it's they're telling you this guy sucks he's not just a cool whippersnapper he's bad he's a bad person and you yeah. will root for him anyway because he's better than the other ones and that's a cool place to be right and like i loved that the, he's not a good guy in the manga because yeah. he's kind of just like a simple like He's just a protagonist in the movie, right? Yeah, he's, he's shitty, just, but he's just like normal teenager wrong side of the track shit. Yeah, and like the way they do the wrong side of the tracks in the manga is so good. Like you feel how hopeless and overpopulated this society is and yeah. like the conditions these people are living in. And like when you when Kanada and his gang like do their shit, you're like, I get why you're doing this because none of you have parents and you're all like lost basically yeah, yeah like they start out and they're at that uh the school for wayward teens basically whereas i think in the movie they threaten them with that so we but we already see it right away which i thought was a good choice and i love one thing i noticed uh, about just we're talking about the environment of the thing um this is partly just because it's a different medium i think the the manga everything all the art is is great there's no question but it really doesn't quite convey the flashy, gaudy Blade Runner-ness of the cyberpunk world quite yeah. like the anime can because just stuff can't blink on and off and be yeah. holograms, <laughs> which they do a really, you're like, because you, 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 the, the city looks a lot more everyday city in the manga because they can't, it's literally they just don't have the tools of the medium yeah. to show you it's like, oh, this is kind of the future. Um, yeah. But then the manga, the, the anime really leans into that and there's big, you know, they did it's all the same tricks from Blade Runner, but that's what it should be because it's it's signaling that genre at you. And the right. other thing I noticed from the manga that I think the manga does a little better is that you get a real sense of classism in that the 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 movie you're like, oh, these are wayward teens, they're poor or whatever, but you don't get like, oh, this is a systemic problem. Like they're supposed to be, they suck, but they are a symptom, not the cause. Like they're showing right. you these kids didn't come out of these gangs didn't come out of nowhere. It's very much like it's kind of like West Side Story, except there's no love story, really. But it's saying like <laughs> the Jets didn't come out of nowhere. They suck, but they didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. The, uh, the manga doesn't convey the, the big city feel. Yeah. One thing I loved rewatching the movie this time around is just like how hypnotizing the city is. Like yeah. all the scenes where they're just ripping around on their bikes and like the city is behind them and like glowing and you see how big the buildings are. Yeah. Such a perfect vibe. But yeah, it's like it's it's also crazy to like read it and be like, this is supposed to be like 30 years after World War Three. So it's like a big rebuilding period. But also things are like awful. Like yeah. and they can't do anything about it. One thing, um, to also note is in the movie Tetsuo gets his powers his powers activate by coming into contact with um Takashi Takashi uh the, the, the little kid that looks like an old man who's psychic they <laughs> you're gonna have to be more specific there's a few of those but I know who you're talking yeah, about yeah the one so in he, the, the one in the, the letter like the varsity jacket for yeah. some reason and he's I mean he comes into contact with them him and then his powers like awaken in the movie the like tetsuo feels like a victim to his powers like he doesn't want it to happen 
mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, oh my god, like his his head's always hurting and stuff. In the manga, he is straight up evil. He starts getting yeah. the powers, and he's just taking drugs, and like. Even towards the end of the first volume, there's a scene where his whole body is like on fire, and he's just like reveling in it. Yeah, there. It's it's uh. Yeah, he feels much more, and I think both interpretations of this character work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, it's much more like "Help me, I'm changing," kind of even from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there is a few scenes of that in the manga that are still effective. But he goes evil, crime lord really fat like it's kind of how we all talk about breaking bad is like you know we're gonna take an innocent little school teacher and turn him into scarface everyone forgets that actually didn't take as much time in the series to happen as we all remember it he murdered someone really fast felt bad about it then killed a few more people like 10 episodes later and then was just fucking bad because Mm -hmm. because he was a bad person (laughs) yeah (laughs) now had the means to so i kind of like that aspect of like you know it's almost like death note it's like yeah, Light Yagami seems like a normal, just super smart kid, and you give him the means to do something really bad, and there was a part of him going, finally, that he mm. even he didn't know was there. And I like that kind of like, you never know who's got the potential to go psycho. And yeah. it's just, he's he, as almost mustache twirly as he is in the manga, they still make it believable because they show you enough of his backstory and his mm-hmm. the, the, the inferiority complex he has toward Kaneda. And just the fact that this is what those biker gangs do, and now he's the strongest person. So of course he's going to abuse it. They all would. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, like it. It again, kind of like how we said, like, oh, everybody's bad, but it doesn't feel edge lord. This is like this is almost too abrupt to be cartoony, but it's just stopping short of that, and it really it feels like earned. Nothing yeah. in the story feels unearned in in the manga because they take just enough time and enough exposition that you're like. Okay, I guess, well, the powers went on the little psycho who was too quiet. And, you know, when they're too quiet, sometimes they're psychos. Like, Yeah. <laughs> the um, One of the great little panels from the first volume is Tetsuo riding his motorcycle with his hands off the handlebars. Yeah, it just looks it. like such a fucking beast. And, like, love it. they do that in the movie with the leader of the clown gang. But it's so much better when Tetsuo does it. He it's looks so, so and, evil. And also... <laughs> It makes a lot more sense because he's steering it with his psychic powers. Yeah, <laughs> it may, I, I figured that was the whole point of the shot. Was oh, he doesn't he's he's risen above, you know. Yeah, I literally when I saw that panel, I was like, "This is the energy I wish they could bring to the Joker." Like, yes, yeah, it's that, so like, it's I'm, so sinister. It's so sinister and it's so competent. Yeah. So quietly competent. <laughs> He's like, yes, I know I'm going 125 miles an hour. No, I don't need my hands, you know? Yeah, as long as I have my pill. I would describe the Akira manga more than the movie. The manga as a mixture of the Warriors, uh, Dragon Ball Z, and train spotting. Because yeah. everyone's jonesing <laughs> yeah. and shooting lasers and like committing political bike murders. Yeah. It is the perfect mixture of those three properties. The first volume was like, it was something like, okay, when I watch Harry Potter, right, the the movies, I think of books or the movies one, two, and three as sort of a like, or mainly one and two as kind of like a safe space in the series. You know, like the adventure is kind of beginning 
but it's still like young and kind of innocent and figuring things out. That's how I feel about the first volume. Like I'm really excited oh, for oh, you so to I'm keep in, reading it's it. It's gonna it's gonna get worse, huh? Oh, it it pops off. It's crazy. Oh but what I love about the first one is there's something just like so like the like letting your brain live in a zone where all you're doing is you're not paying attention in school. You're just doing enough that you don't get arrested. And then after school, you and your boys get together at a bar where you're not old enough to drink at and you decide we're going to go beat the shit out of these guys and you just rip it around on your cool futuristic bikes. Like, it's such a cool, like, I just love it. It's a great little, like, thing. It it does sort of feel like if we're going to talk about, like, Hero's Journey, as Mm -hmm. much as they're all bad people and as much as this is a garbage place to live, the bar is and the school are these sort of proverbial like you said, place of innocence, the home that cannot be fully returned to by the end. Like, and, yeah. it's, and it sucks, but it's, it's the happy field that you, you grow up in and that where you are taken out of. Yeah. And yet it's like an old, you know, a 40 year old bald guy just keeps feeding you gin and tonics and <laughs> a thousand percent was going to sex traffic. K. There's, he doesn't want her to work <laughs> in the bar. He does. I mean, I know, but he does, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I will say K four volumes in K is still a good person. <laughs> okay. It seems like all the women are okay. From what I from where I'm at. Uh, yeah. Ooh, as of now. Um, oh. Um. I wish I remember <laughs> Akira, her name. Akira, pa- uh, 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 based anti patriarchal text. Akira. Who? <laughs> who was? It? Okay. So um, another Lady. detail. This was interesting. Lady Miyako. Uh, I think she. I don't know if she shows up in the first volume. She, she She's in the second. But in the movie, it's the person that has all the Akira cult followers with the big black hair and the sunglasses. Yeah, she's got the beads. Yeah. That's a woman in the manga. They they miss they they messed up the, huh. the, the sound or the dubbing in the movie, and they made it a man. Gotcha. Huh. Um, but yeah, okay. that, I, I don't want to. I know you're you're you are going to read the rest of Akira, so I'm trying yes. not to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah, I can only read so fast. I really tried, but I got through one in the movie. But um, one of the weird things is like, I felt like the movie, um, Kanada's bike is so iconic, and like film nerds of all types, not even just anime fans, always talk about Kanada's bike as like one of these amazing like set pieces, right? It is so unimportant in the manga. It's really it, it's its biggest f- feature, like plot importance, is that they don't let him have it for a little while. At least where I'm at, it's like I want my bike. No, because there's soldiers outside. Like that's it. But the movie really feeds into it in a really cool way. But yeah, it's 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 a, it's a nice bike. It's the best bike in the manga, but it's not. It's, it's not what it is in the film. Yeah, and like. Even going forward, like, I mean, several volumes in, it's like, there's like a little bit of bike stuff towards the beginning. Like the first volume, tons of bike stuff. The second volume, not really a lot. And I don't know if the bike shows back up later. Like, who knows? Maybe volume five, volume six, we get some cool bike stuff. But it's so, it's such a center point of the film. And it's such yeah. a non-issue at all in the manga. You could argue... The, the the things that everyone who has heard of but not seen Akira 
knows, at least from my generation, is you know the bike because it's turned up in other stuff. It was in Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an icon. And you know the guy, you know, the Tetsuo with the big giant biomechanical disgusting arm. Maybe the mm-hmm. giant baby. Because there was a really there's an action figure I would see everywhere in the nineties and aughts of Tetsuo with the big gross arm. And mm-hmm. I've looked at it now because I kind of wanted to buy it because I do love that character. And I was like, this looks nothing like him. This action figure sucks. <laughs> it has the wrong color hair and all this of shit. But like that was a thing I, I remember seeing and going, Oh, I wonder how I would feel if I watched that, because whatever that is, it's fucked up. And then you watched it and you were like, well, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's beautiful, and it's a, it's a script, I guess. Yeah, I think the movie is just, I don't know. The vibe is excellent, though, all throughout it. It is a great it, vibe. Towards the end, it's like, I feel like if it was just a movie about the biker gangs, but still stylized the same way, I would still love it to death. The yeah. The movie ramps up too quickly between we are kids in a biker gang fucking around to the fate of the universe. It's yeah. too quick. It, I, I think this movie really has an act two problem in that it ramps you up to literally universe, you know, level threats without telling you what that means. Everyone just wants to stop Akira from happening. They don't tell you what it is. They don't tell you why. And part of that is cool that it's a mystery vibe, but like, you're just like, okay, everybody's going to get this thing, and they've got these little psychics. What, what's their deal? And yeah. I feel like it just... Part of me is like, well, it's a two-hour movie. It doesn't have the luxury of time like a manga does, but I still think they could have done a better job. And I wish, and they will probably never, I wish they would just do an anime miniseries of just like a six-part, six-hour Akira and just do it the way the manga did but then it begs the question well it's not going to be better than the movie and it won't be better than the manga so why but i want to see it you know <laughs> the what's g- great about the manga too is the pacing right so in the yeah. movie the pace is so rapid right in the manga there's a lot of like they go on like an adventure and that adventure lasts like 30 pages it's like yeah. a good or like there'll be like fight scenes that are like a good chunk of these volumes. Like, oh, we're just battling and there's push and pull. It doesn't get too preoccupied with where are we going next? It really just like lives in its like moments. And that's something I really appreciate it. I think if they're going to make an Akira like series, I think it would just be like, you could probably do like there's six volumes. You could probably do five and probably like, more than five you probably do like 10 episodes per volume you probably do 60 episodes and it would be like just the right amount okay so you would want to see it go into a full-blown series yeah i, the, I think there's that enough, would work yeah, there's I enough source work. material and like things happen it they happen both very slowly and very rapidly in the manga to where it's kind of like you get these like high points of action and then you go back down and you're kind of and the lull is still action, but when you come out the other side of it, you're like, whoa, now we're on to this next crazy thing, you know? And it's like, yeah. there's so much that happens in the manga that is so good. Yeah, and I think, like, we were talking about it ramping up to psychic stuff too fast. I think the manga does a really good job of... It actually brings up the psychics 
with you know really world changing implications pretty fast. It just does it while stuff that is more grounded is happening. Like they run into you know number twenty five and he's going, "I need my pills." To the yeah. chubby one in the chair, and you're going, "What the fuck is all this?" But it's doing it almost as a B story as opposed to just a straight linear thing. And in the movie, right. they do do that. Like Tetsuo is Tetsuo's evolution into the giant, you know, screaming baby is is the B story. But they just crunch it down so much. And it's just it's frustrating because you just want to go. This is so good. Why? Why is it? It's not that it's good, not great. It is great. Why is it so much better at doing one thing than another thing? Why is it so beautiful yet does not define its terms well? So you lose track of the stakes. Yeah, it's it's, it's just it's it's it just bugs you. You know, it's like, ugh. but it's like it's it's taking so much. I mean, it's not an adaptation of the source material, right? Yeah. But there is so much in the manga that having to choose what is important enough to crunch down to a movie, like I'm guessing when he wrote this stuff, he like knew kind of the, the arc it wanted to take. Like mm-hmm. regardless, if he knew all the details, right? He's like, we want Tetsuo to get his powers. We want him and Kanada to always be fighting. Then we want to awaken Akira. And then we have like, some explosion we had the solar ray right yeah and everybody better be screaming everybody everybody better be screaming we have lady miyako mr neza nezu we have k we have like the 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 movie it's like what is the fundamental core plot of all of this and it kind of boils it down but in the manga you get explanations for everything and so it doesn't feel like you're reading something with like stones left unturned you know you're like i'm like reading it and i'm like so impressed by the world building and the detail and all the little things you know yeah Um, and it's and it's like the movie it's it like i said it's frustrating because it shows you all those things it shows you tetsuo losing control and it shows you him you know starting to turn evil and then it shows you him being helpless and then it shows you him accidentally starting a new universe it just doesn't tell you any of that stuff is what it is it just leaves it as this kind of artsy fartsy ambiguousness that i don't think quite works right i yeah i i agree because it's just like what is what is happening like it goes from being like a very what is happening movie it's a film that goes from oh okay i see what's going on to okay so it's just like an art film at a certain point really it's a it's it's the anime art film in for better and worse for better and worse and it's i mean obviously goaded masterpiece yeah but missing a lot i think there it would be one of the like what sucks too is if they were to make like a real like a take a real stab at like rewriting it or developing it into something they wouldn't animate every frame by hand. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a lot more, which is makes me think maybe it wouldn't be as good. But also, it mm. probably would be. I mean, they would pro- they they could probably achieve whatever look they want, and then they could do more CGI. But should they? Is the question. Yeah, it's that. But that like grimy look, and like when they roll out on the bikes, and the bikes whip around the corner, that stuff. Those little details are just like, oh my god. I will say. <laughs> My one complaint about this uh, mangaka is that the way he draws speech bubbles, they tend to be like frayed and pointy on every end when they're trying to show that it's being yelled. Mm -hmm. So I can't 
all some a lot of times I can't tell who's talking because it looks like it's pointing to one guy and another guy, and I'm just like, who's yelling it though? And not everybody's <laughs> mouths will be open. I'm just like, I don't. I can usually figure it out, but like a lot of this stuff, I'm just like, somebody needed to tell him put what put it in all caps and then put a, a line to the guy talking, please. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what caught me off guard was that's written. I don't know if this is the original way, but it's written left to right instead of right to left like other manga. It's mm-hmm. more of a comic, like yeah. it's in English style. <laughs> yeah, having to reverse my brain coming from blame. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> if you watch it back, if you read it backwards, it's just like this giant space baby turns into a very sad, angry boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns into a boy who doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, he doesn't matter, and he's uh, he's really angry that his bike's not that cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see what what else did I I, I have I took some notes watching. Yeah, the... I took notes too, but they're mainly vibe notes because it's a vibe. Yeah, I'm. Um. I a lot of these are vibe notes. What the the use of drugs is so pervasive in the manga. Literally, what I was gonna say. I'm like, oh, they cut the drug subplot, but they they still made it work the tone wise. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's like like what is it? Uh, Tetsuo becomes leader of the clown gang, and he's just basically using their whole operation to bring him more drugs so he can just take them all the time. Yeah, and you don't even know what the drugs are. <laughs> he is Walter White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think um let's see what else. Uh yeah, and they um I can't remember the 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 laser gun. They get the laser rifle in the in the movie, I think. I can't I can't t- I can't remember if this is movie notes or show notes, but That's that's what Akira does to you. It all blurs together. Is it where they go to the um they go to find Tetsuo at like the children's like lab room or whatever? Yeah. In the and in the dub they go, Take me to the friggin' baby room. Yeah, the <laughs> baby just, room. I just love that line. <laughs> yeah, when they're there and like they they get the laser gun. I love how it is. It, it reminds me of the laser, um, the las guns in Dune, you know, where it's just like it cuts like a perfect line through something. Yeah. Very cool. Big fan um, of that. Can I point out that whenever they have a psychic battle and they're literally going like, all I'm thinking is Eric Cartman going, from when he was fighting those psychics is, ugh. I like. I know this isn't supposed. This is a cool scene, but where it's going in my brain is very funny. <laughs> they the the psychic stuff is really cool. I like that the um yeah. the the little girl can like like uh, possess K. Is mm-hmm. that in the movie or is that in the manga? yes? That's in okay. the that's in the movie. And that this is where again like where it starts to break down with for me is I can't quite tell what anyone's motivations for doing stuff is past like the hour mark. Mm. I can I I'm came into it a little better now because I think I've watched enough explained videos. But I'm like, I still don't fully get why Tetsuo wants Akira so bad. Is it is he trying to stop his pain? Is he trying to cure his psychic power? Like they don't really come out with it. But the little kids are trying to they're manipulating him. But they seem to be trying to stop him. And I just can't. So I don't know why she's going after Kay. But like it's cool to watch that the mouth move and she says stuff. Yeah, I think Tetsuo is going after Akira and then manga because he's just like being a little demon evil shit and he heard people talk about Akira and he's like, well, I'm going to go figure out what this is about. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was not by the end even really sure what the fuck Akira was. I was just like, OK, he's a thing. 
and then there's a little boy, and then everyone dies, I guess. What Akira in the manga is the boy. It's the yeah. boy the whole time. There's no yeah. concept. There's no, like, these are his body parts and tubes. It's literally like, now you meet the boy Akira. And he doesn't say a lot, but this is Akira. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like I just was I walked away originally with the feeling of like for the title for having the title of the movie what the fuck is this he's a MacGuffin, which is fine. That's a lot that's a lot of movies name their the MacGuffin, but I'm just like what? Like they, it does not define its terms particularly well and it gets kind of of a vibe soup, if you will. Yeah, it makes so much more sense in the manga. Totally. It's and they you get all the explanations and I, I'm, I am going to say this, okay? I will spoil this a little bit, okay? Okay. The explosion that happens at the end of the movie, that is like the end of volume three. And after the explosion, volume four is people figuring out their lives in the city that is now flooded and ruined, basically. Oh, my God. That's... It huh. keeps going. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and I, I watched... Um a video essay today that was like this is a if you if you want to analyze it like what does it all mean it's basically what does it psychologically feel like to have been a country that two nukes were dropped on and then just have to continue yeah so it's like you know uh, and and also the fact that you know japan became had like a tech boom and became you know really really technologically important so it's like Tetsuo is the identity of Japan. He's been irradiated essentially and having to deal with the pain of that, like all the, 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 the deformities and whatnot that you could, you could read that as a metaphor for like radiation sickness and stuff like that. And then he becomes part technology because this country's identity is now interwoven with the concept of almost cyberpunk itself. So, so, like, Tetsuo is the stand-in for a lot of the themes, and I think partly that's what makes him so interesting, because they make him, he is representative, like, Kanada is audience surrogate. He's interesting, yeah. but he is, he doesn't really move the great, as far as I can tell, the greater theme. Tetsuo is the Shar. He's the real yeah. <laughs> yeah. driving force of the whole thing. He's the one that everything actually happens to, but somebody needs to watch that from the outside so it looks really crazy. But I think that's yeah. what works about it is they have he is all these giant, really important, you know, debatable themes, but they never don't make him feel like they don't bring they never stop bringing those problems to the ground level where you don't buy it. You don't go, oh, you know, you just wanted to do a metaphor for Hiroshima. It's like, oh, shit, this is some Hiroshima PTSD talking mm-hmm. through this creator. And it's really interesting that way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um you mentioned him becoming part mechanical mm-hmm. manga spoilers. You don't see that happen. It's weird. Like in okay. the movie, it's one of the best animated sequences, right? Like him, yeah. like regrowing this arm into like something. He just, he just like after an incident, you go for a while without seeing his arm and then you see it and you're like, okay, he's got a robot arm. He's got a robot arm now. Huh. <laughs> okay. I mean this, I, 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 I guess you know, if there is a benefit to doing a two-hander of making the manga and the thing, you're like, oh, I couldn't make this work in the manga to the anime studio. Like, yeah. this is what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, 
it's iconic. The the all the animation, I mean, it's the best. It's like the best of the best. I love it. There are only, I mean, if anything, I want to get more into the like late eighties, early nineties anime just to yeah. see how good it can possibly get. I feel but. like this is a good double bill with Ghost in the Shell. Mm. I don't know which which you do first. I feel like you do Ghost in the Shell first to set up the themes, and then you finish with Akira because you maybe want to end with the vibe. Yeah, that's what I would do. Because Ghost in the Shell, like, is one of the greatest like movies of all time. Yeah. Best, and it's one way more explicit part. about its lore. Yeah. yeah, it's very clear what is happening. The only th- the only confusing thing about Ghost in the Shell, the first movie, is you're like, wait, there's two types of police and they shoot at each other. <laughs> <laughs> there are cop cops. Yeah, it I, that part didn't make any sense to me. But when you meet the puppet master and the puppet master has its speech, you leave the movie being like, whoa, now I've got something to think about. Yeah, Akira, you finish it and you go, nice. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like you leave Akira going. I think I have things to think about. Yeah, it's all the question mark. Akira, and you do, but you don't need. You then you got to read the manga. And go. Oh, now I have things to think about because I know what I just saw. Like Akira is the perfect movie to have playing on silent at a house party. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Fun fact: last house party I went to had, uh, I think it was the movie Paprika playing, and it was definitely an anime movie. Nice. Uh, it one on like on a little laptop with with no sound. I feel like Akira is that movie that you remember having so much fun watching that you get all your wee buddies and go, "We're getting a pizza and we're watching Akira," and you're like, "Hell yeah!" And then in the middle, you're like, "This is so gross and upsetting. Why did we think this would go well with a Friday night <laughs> pizza? They're bleeding milk. What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it's a movie you forget is upsetting because it is still really fun. It, it is pure fun. Like, my notes just say, like, this movie is mesmerizing. Like, the pace, the colors, the action, the animation, everything about it just makes you want to keep watching the movie. They just yeah. nailed it. I mean, the plot issues, there's some, yeah, we, obviously, we talked about that a bit. But, like, everything just about, like, what it's doing to your eyes and your brain is, like, so pure. Yeah. And it's it's weird to you know to describe it as plot issues because obviously that's what it is. But it's like we cannot stress enough how much the manga has an airtight logic of story. It's like it's yeah. like it's it's like you don't have a plot issue, you have an adaptation issue. Yeah. Because I guess you just and I, this is gonna be a weird poll, but the movie Hedwig and the Angry Inch has the same problem for me in that it's based on uh, a, a show where the premise is. Hedwig and the Angry Inch are performing a show for you and Hedwig is telling you about their life story as the songs are going on and then starts coming unglued and stuff. The movie is more narrative just because it kind of had to be, but -hmm. they will show you things that if you've seen the show, you go, oh, that's where she says, I was divorced, I was penniless, and I all I had was an old wig. And But in the movie, it just cuts to, like, she's married, to, like, she's alone and just sad in a trailer and sees, like, a box and does and then sings a wig in a box. So you're like, what? But then you, <laughs> if you, you kind of need the... Sometimes yeah. I like my shit spelled out for me. Sorry. Yeah. Like, and I, I've been telling people... Um, my my friend Art Kai runs a comedy show called Jerry Seinfeld Presents, and 
he they make a new flyer for every show, and this one is Akira themed, and he knocked it out of the park. It's literally oh, send it to me. It's the movie poster for Akira, right? Except it's Jerry Seinfeld walking up to a big red microphone. It it looks so good. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. So shout out. If you're in New York City, Jerry Seinfeld presents. Check it out. But I was like, this is a legendary. Like, this is the greatest comedy flyer I've ever seen in my life. But too, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I'm so it's so cool. You posted. I'm literally reading Akira right now. And he's like, is it good? And I was like, it's so good. It's like anyone who's seen Akira and even enjoyed it like a little bit. I will say read the manga just immediately. Yeah. It's everything from the movie except all of it is inflated and you get more it's just like oh did you like that movie well what if you just watch that movie like 18 times in a row but every time it was like a little different like yeah and what if you really understood the classism at play like yeah the movie really doesn't i mean even the colonel is like you revolutionaries you're just working for capitalists and i was like he was the last guy i'd expect to say something kind of based and yet like everyone's giving you curveballs and we can't even we can't even discuss some of the stuff that happens later because you're not there <laughs> it gets it's so good one thing i one thing that is a note one thing i love about the manga and the movie is not so bad about this but the bottomless supply of disposable soldiers <laughs> mm. oh and they're all they they all sort of have that just above stormtrooper level aim and they all yep. have the same like camo baseball hat on and they all go yay before they die it's they it is insane in the manga especially in volume two how many of them die in situations where you're like surely they'd be like no sir i will not do that <laughs> you'd think they had like a little more training also i gotta point out this uh manga writer has maybe the most i'm gonna say creative sound effect on onomatopoeias i've ever seen like someone will like drop their hat and it'll say like kaplorp or something like they're <laughs> yeah. they're really specific they're very specific and i find myself trying to make the sounds in my head to be like that's okay what, do. what does it sound like when this gets crunched by that okay i guess it kind of sounds like the way they wrote it that's exactly <laughs> like, what i've been doing all day yeah it's a lot of work like i mean i feel like the basics like you know we have the american style comics which are like crunch pow splash splorp stuff like that these are like cree crish shkrick shkrick dom yeah, it, the, 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 it threw me a little bit when they give Tetsuo's headache a sound effect. But once I figured out that's what it was doing, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in tremendous pain. It's like, yeah. doom. You're like, oh, that hurts me a little bit. The doom ones, I think it's like, doom. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. It's like one of those like fun little details. It's just fun to read. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm. I'm impressed that they dropped the drug storyline without losing any kind of real, like, feel for it. I guess it would just take up, you know, too much time or whatever. But they essentially get the rest of the story done without... And I like the drug stuff, but, like, it really shows, like, okay, some things are there for flavor, and you can kind of work around them if you have to. Like, it's a, like I said, it's a really interesting exercise in adaptation in the ways that it does some things really well but doesn't always add up to doing things well. Cause it, I think it right. does things well progressively worse as it keeps 
going on. But if you mm-hmm. read the manga and you go, oh, they did this and even toward the end, you're like, oh, yeah, that is a good way to tie this up. But you got to tell me what I'm looking at, bud. And you didn't. So, yeah. And where I'm at, the the drugs come back into play. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to go from here, but they're becoming a thing again where it like mm-hmm. matters. And a lot of it, some of it's like B plot, but it's becoming a plot stuff. So I'm very curious to see how it develops. Um, but yeah, the uh, dropping it for the movie with what the other things they excluded for the movie, there is no, the, the drugs would have not done anything, basically. It wouldn't yeah. enhance the experience at all. It would just add other elements that they now have to figure out how to weave into the p- condensed plot. Yeah. That makes but sense. When I, when I was watching some like uh, videos on this, basically the movie Akira is like an abridged volumes one and two, and then the end of volume six, pretty much hmm. like really hyper condensed. Um, there's a lot of plots that uh, were very cool that got very like basically dropped when they go down to get Akira from the freezing chamber or like the, um, the absolute zero chamber there's like a really cool like scene where someone gets trapped when they're opening the valves and like it's frozen and stuff and it's like those little things i would have loved to see in the movie and animated but they just had to you know like i can't i can't hate on the movie because it's amazing yeah would we ever be talking about this if it wasn't like one of the greatest anime movies of all time probably not but there's, if I could just blow up the the movie, just make it like, if it if it could be just as good quality, but maybe like three movies instead of one. Oh yeah, my if you could God. like Gundam one, two, three. This also, if you gotta lose a plot point, they made everybody not as rapey, and I am for that decision. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> so rapey in that book. Oh, and after oh. every after the explosion happens and everything floods, it only gets rapier. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah. no! It's it, it gets to a point where it's like the book is about how people behave in emergency situations. Okay, like who's gonna rise up to power? Who are they gonna follow, and why? And how are they gonna yeah. behave? You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when things get bad in societies, um, bad things happen. Uh, yeah, and also good things. Like we talked about, things. like people break into these little communes that are nice, but some people are going to try to take advantage of that. That is also a fact of reality. Yeah. Especially and, when there's political authority, like goading people into, you know, having to self-defend. Sometimes shit spins out of hand. Mm-hmm. And like, they also, um, one of the details from the manga that you'll get to, this is just like a two-panel thing. They acknowledge the outside world. Like, all these events go down, all this crazy shit happens in Neo-Tokyo. And there'll be people like, what's happening? It's like, oh, Russia is surrounding us on this end, and America is on this end. Like, they are watching this all go down, you know? Yeah. Uh, Do you remember when they announced that the uh, Olympics were going to happen in Tokyo, and a bunch of people were just like, so Akira's coming, huh? For real? I forget. Like, when... In the movie, the Olympics is like just mentioned. In the yeah. first two volumes, they won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in and and interestingly, like you know, they uh, the reason why they care so much is because and I didn't know that that Olympic Stadium was real the way they draw it. I assumed it was a fictionalized version. Um, 
but it was real for older games and it's going to get used again, I guess, or was already. I can't remember. Um, uh, but they, they, they're like, why, you know, what's the deal with this big stadium? Why is it a big deal? And they're like, because the military's going to use it as a base after the games, you idiot. We're trying to stop them. And you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that is what a military would do. Cause the yeah. Olympics historically in real life were actually very bad for their surrounding communities. So like, yeah, why not that too? They're, they're typically yeah. used to, they're typically really hard on the homeless and poor because they start like sweeping them and raising rents and stuff to, to make up for the games and pay for them. Uh, so they just, the Olympics are a bad force in the world. Sorry, yeah. but they just are. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, yeah, if this was in post world war three and you got kind of like underground psychic funds. Yeah. They, they turn that into a military base. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the camp. I'm in the camp of uh, the Olympics should continue. I think they should be broadcast live on YouTube for free. And I think that we should just give them to Greece. I think that they should. We should make a permanent Olympic city yes. in Greece where they originated. Give them a little economy bump every two years, you know, and then we won't have to build stadiums all over the world that get used twice. Like yeah. Yeah. Or like the the world every time the World Cup happens, I love the World Cup. I cannot believe how wasteful it is to just have that event, you know? Yeah. Like I read an article about all all this stuff about how the Olympics destroys communities. You could make a compelling argument that Rodney King died because of runoff from the Olympics happening in LA. Because of how the cops, it gets over-policed and it gets... All, so, yeah, eventually this was going to claim a... Uh, not claim a life, but get really, really... Like, there was, a man was going to be beaten on television and they were going to get away with it because of that decision. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I'm fine with a bunch of people play sports and nobody gets hurt. It's the fact that they keep building the stadiums and they yeah. do it on purpose because then they can build hotels and they can do... It's just a... It's a it's an excuse to, to crack down on the poor. Mm-hmm. And they had a, when was it? Was it? Uh, um, we did that thing again where we get real commie about anime Yeah, somehow. right? <laughs> I think it's, um, uh, fuck. Okay, it's the 2026 World Cup is going to be um, North America. And <laughs> this is like a different, like totally different. I don't think they're building any stadiums for it because... North America is full of enormous stadiums. Mm -hmm. But one thing I love is like reading online in like Reddit and like the World Cup and soccer pages, people from all over being like, I want to get tickets to all the matches. Uh, what, like, where should I stay? And people are like, this is too big. You can't attend matches in like Florida, Denver, and LA. Like, yeah. back to back to back. You will spend all of your money. <laughs> yeah. Do you not know how big the U.S. is? Um, mm. I don't watch the Olympics, but I would if it turned out there was one psychic on the field, but you didn't tell me who until I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> There's I love one the Olympics. Tetsuo, and I gotta, I gotta go, okay, okay, who's looking a little, little good today? Oh, he's sweating. That probably means he needs the pills. Yeah, I, I love the Olympics. I just wish that they would broadcast them for free. They make it really hard to watch them for no reason. Yeah. They they want people to pay and like you have to have like cable packages. And I'm like, who the fuck has that? You know? Yeah. But um love gymnastics. Think gymnastics are incredible. People are amazing. 
And I love freestyle skiing. Slope style skiing is dope. <laughs> Gym, people forget we go, oh, gymnastics. Oh, it's stupid. But like, have you watched how crazy strong gymnasts are? It's fucking baffling yeah. to look at. They like will do a sideways handstand on two rings suspended in the air. It's like that is some forearm strength and core and everything. It's bananas. Like rings, double bars, floor routine, like all of them are like you watch these events and you're like, oh my God. Like you get like, I know some of it doesn't look hard, but ask yourself, when was the last time you just jumped (laughs) in real life? Like when was the last time you just jumped? Both feet off the ground, had to jump. Yeah. You don't even know. For me, it was yesterday. I had to do jump squats. But oh. <laughs> at Kundo. but i am not the the average american so yeah you just forget it's like this shit is hard but yeah um yeah. movie plot line they barely talk about the olympics you just see the stadium and they're like oh we're going to the old olympic stadium okay yeah in the in the in the uh manga they will not shut up about the secret base in the olympic stadium <laughs> mm-hmm. and they shouldn't because it's gonna be fucked up mm-hmm and oh, dude, I can't wait for you to read more. It's good. And you can yeah. borrow my other volumes when you get done with two because sweet they are. It's I okay. I did not think that I was going to purchase all of these in such rapid succession, but mm-hmm. then I started reading and I was like, these are so fucking good. I gotta keep going. I, so I uh, my phone case is falling apart, and I was like, I'll treat myself to an anime phone case. And I was looking on T Public. And I was like, oh, I'm in a Nakira mood. Let's look at some of them. And I was like, a lot of these are very violent. And I might need to use this phone in front of clients at a luncheon or something. I don't think I can have Tetsuo, like, crying (laughs) circuits in blood or something. I think I got to go a little toned down. Probably a good choice. Do you have any final thoughts on Akira? Um, No, I think I pretty much said all of it. I'm really excited to read the rest of it. Partly because I just think it's a really cool story and partly because it's almost like the, the the way the movie frustrates you, puts a fire under your ass to read the manga. So you're like, what did I just look at and then watch it again? So that's my goal is I'm going to when I finish reading all six, I'm going to watch the movie again and just see how I feel. Hell yeah. I think I'm going to do the same. I want to finish all six of the manga and then I want to watch the movie again because the movie is incredible. We should probably do that together for the patreon <laughs> just akira 2 the next episode yeah or what if we just do it every year it's like a christmas tradition we just talk about it here <laughs> all right so guys thank you so much for listening um if you liked the akira movie 100 percent uh read the manga get those volumes they're amazing they're well printed and uh they're just so good it's so good it's more what you love yeah. um if you enjoyed this episode, click the little button and click uh, rate five stars if you're on Spotify. Maybe leave a review with words if you can. If you can. That'd be dope. Uh, watch from mercury.gmail.com. Bring your thoughts, feelings, compliments, whatever you got. And patreon.com slash watch from mercury for access to the Discord and additional monthly content. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at asparaguts. And you can follow me at Alex Fasella, A-L-E-X-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A, or we are on Instagram at Watch for Mercury. I do memes sometimes, and I think I'm good at memes sometimes. And <laughs> until next week with Jujutsu Kaisen, may your shield be a thousand kids who are really old for some reason. 